0: the Everything is Earned podcast. We are Everything Cleveland, and my name is Mike. And I'm your co-host, Tim. And we're here to break down everything happening in your Cleveland sports world, and we're actually going to start today with the uh, with the Cavaliers, uh, because the Browns have been such a bummer recently, and uh, there's really not much going on on a uh, Tuesday.
1: I mean, we covered most of it. Uh, we, we all know the storylines, uh, institution, uh, disappointing season, uh, coaching staff, uh, disappointments. Uh, underperforming players. We'll get to that in a little bit, but we want to start off with the Cavs here. Yeah,
0: so the Cavs actually, they played the uh, Celtics, and they didn't do exactly what we were looking for from them uh they had a a rough start of things it was slow uh they didn't get kevin love the ball early uh we were midway through the third quarter and he only had seven points which is not what you want out of your uh your best player your prim- and, 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 what should and be your should primary be your, option your primary option yeah the, the offense needs to run through kevin and if he has seven points in the third quarter that's a bad thing to be happening uh he just didn't look like he had it all together yesterday you know he picked it up a little bit later in the game but you know the Cavs had a hard time getting him the ball, and then with you know with with the big game that Gordon Hayward had, and with uh, he had thirty nine, yeah, and with and with the game Kimba Walker had, uh, it was just real tough. Kimba seemed like he couldn't miss. I mean, even late in the game, there was he had couple... some tough shots. He didn't play bad defense on necessarily. He just hit some really tough shots, and you know that's it goes makes it makes me go back to thinking about if Cavs could have got Kimba when we were rumored to get Kimba, and we didn't. <laughs> And it's just real upsetting. Jack doesn't like uh, the fact that we didn't get Kimba either. He's real upset about it. Yeah, ultimately our dogs know basketball. And when it comes down to it, you know, Kimba Walker is a gamer. And Jack just recognized his ability to create space, to make plays, and to score the basketball.
1: And he's really upset that Kobe Altman didn't do the necessary uh, job at GM to do a play defense major like that. They should have. They
0: they absolutely had the opportunity to. They were clutching onto that, that Colin Sexton pick so
1: hard... When you could have just went and gotten Kimba. And yeah, always like, oh always go for established talent over over future possible possible um rising stars that, that may happen in the future.
0: I think it's a better idea to grab proven talent versus you know grabbing um, grabbing a draft pick. But you no, know, but but you know, Kobe Allen didn't know that Isaiah Thomas was uh statistically an awful idea to go get. He's
1: a volume shooter that doesn't play you know, as a, as a team and you can't win with a guy in the playoffs. So. Well, we can even go back to the lobster standpoint of after they got that the results from his hip, they had the NBA gave him a chance to void his contract and they he didn't do Not it. Not void the contract, veto but, the trade. Veto the avoid the the trade with the the the, the new injury uh history or report that they had. And uh, nope, let's do it. Um, and ultimately, you saw how that happened. How yeah. Happened so, anyways, the
0: Celtics uh, played a very good game. They scored a lot of points, and the Cavs uh, they battled throughout the game. They stayed in it, uh, and they had opportunities down the stretch. And uh, unfortunately, they couldn't get the, the rebound they needed. And Gordon Hayward put it back up and in, and, and stretched the game out to uh, to five, I believe, at that time. And then uh, and then we got the inbound pass stolen, which made it even worse. Uh, but it was just uh, just kind of a bummer that we couldn't pull it out. The Cavs. Are in the middle of of this development this period, and we have to learn how to win. And Kevin Love said it himself, you know, we're staying in games, we're battling, and when you have a young team, you have to figure out
1: how to close games out and how to win. Well, the Valley Oli early in those stages. Um, and Tristan, uh, Kevin Love mentioned it, and Tristan Love mentioned it, how they are the veterans, and they need to set the example and show these young guys how to win and what it takes to win on a daily, nightly basis here. Um, but... They, the tabs did put up uh, a a very very gritty performance against the Celtics. they laid the game they had it down to 13 they bought it about, that back down to six they the Celtics went on a, a run. they got it bound i think that back down to three uh I think we missed a few uh we turned it the ball back into Kevin love's hands later on um and then we made two crucial state uh, mistakes back to bat that the end of the game but um no go, on. go ahead.
0: Uh, well, you know, one of the things that did come out of the game, which is really interesting, is the comments that Brad Stevens had about uh, about John Beeline, who we've been very um, very receptive of, and we've had a lot of praise for, and uh, just being backed up by Brad Stevens feels good. Yeah, Brad Stevens agrees with us. He came out and said that Mike and Tim are right. He didn't exactly say that, but this is what he said. Brad Stevens says uh, they're good. I wouldn't be able to gauge a lot of other teams because. We didn't play them in the preseason, but I can't imagine a more improved team in a month. Excellent coaching, excellent playing, all the good stuff. They're playing hard, they're playing together, making it really hard to guard. And they do—they go downhill at your chest. It makes
1: it tough. Uh, hats off to Cleveland. Well, first off, um, I'm going to say that they did play the Cavs in the preseason. That's when you had Carlson Edwards went off. Uh, with nine, with with nine triples in that game, um, so uh, I think Stevens was a out when he when he said. That, I mean, you can't forget about that that game a little bit. No but, one remembers
0: the preseason, Tim. Yeah,
1: so it, it, yeah, it didn't matter, but um, he did definitely see a difference, and you can see it game to game. We talked about um, how John Beeline has has mentioned his, what they want to poop on in the interviews, in in his press conferences, and then they go out and do it, and they make those adjustments. And highly respected Brad Stevens of the Celtics. Everyone thinks he's phenomenal. The next
0: Greg Popovich and all that uh, agrees with Timmy and I that, that John Beeline's awesome. And we've been saying that since the jump. So just so you know, it's not just us saying it's also a real NBA coach that agrees that, that John Beeline is an excellent coach. And the Cavs are on a, in a on a good path and that the coaching is making all
1: the difference. Coaching makes a huge difference. And on the flip side of things, that's when you see Freddie um, not make those little um, those little tiny changes. It's all the little things. Um, and so far, John Beeline um, has, has been a focal point, uh, all these little details, and, and finding or, or establishing these habits in these young players to help um, set the tone for the season. Right, so...
0: Now that we know there's a lot of good things going on with the Cavs, they've been a lot of fun to watch. There are some things that we've been kind of paying attention to that we wanted to let you guys know about to, to keep an eye on. So, Darius Garland has been a little bit rough on his uh, his start to his NBA career. But that's okay, because you look at uh, Trey Young's number last year, like he had a real rough go of it to in start the season. In the post-sat. Yeah. And as you start to get your legs under you as, you, as you start to understand the NBA game more, you'll start to develop that. Point guard is a hard position to play, and uh, Garland doesn't not look like he has the ability. It's just a matter of uh, of read, reading the game and making the decisions. But I don't have a fear that he doesn't lack the
1: ability to do so. It's just been like he's kind of been caught in between a lot. He has, I still see, on the offensive end, I I think I've seen an improvement from the preseason. Uh, a, 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 well, a big improvement. He was he was absolutely awful in the preseason defensively. Um, he's a uh, Realized and picked up the the speed and the physicality of the, the NBA game. Um, but I, what I think he's yet to figure out is the offensive game. Uh, which he, uh, especially off pick and rolls, he saw a little bit sus- uh, like some nice plays, instinctive plays in the preseason off pick and rolls with Thompson. But Dolan's gotten caught in between, uh, off the pick and rolls especially, um, deciding whether to do a floater or a mid-range dump shot. And he's 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 uh, deferred to the to, to, to the to the floater often when he has plenty of space to take that mid-range jumper, especially with the, the pits that Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson has set for him. And I think if he starts taking that that, uh, that little mid-range jumper, the rest of his game is going to open up. he thing, have more space to take those, lo- those layups and floors he wants.
0: The other thing I'd like to see out of Garland is that, especially in the Celtic game, he passed open a lot of uh, three opportunities that were wide open when he could easily... Um, he could easily have taken those shots instead of taking some of the off-balance ones or some of the uh, the contested ones he's taken I think he had to build the game outside in because if he gets his three ball going then everything else will will feed off that because the teams are going to have to respect that three ball and he's got the shooting ability so right now as, as as a rookie he's trying to be that good teammate he's trying to keep the offense flowing but with his scoring ability I think he has to just pull those open threes
1: I think he is being a little too unselfish, um, and he needs to be decisive on his shot selection and when he decides to shoot. Um, because he's he's been like you said, he's been deferring, uh to, to shoot on the ones he should take, and then later in the game because he he needs to be he needs to be uh, not to score on the on the offense. Um, he's been trying to force it at, at times when it doesn't really fit um, what's going on in the game at that time. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we'll want we'll, you guys to look out for
0: Garland's improvement on offense and kind of pay attention game to game how he does. I'll be interested to see how he does against Washington because I think Washington is a hot garbage team and
1: it should be a team that Garland can get a lot of uh, you know practice on and. I think and, he should and, get and a know, lot of shots up and get some shots up. Absolutely, um, but I think the thing that he needs to work on is to see uh, is is he needs to know every oh like what shots he should take every time. And once you start seeing the same thing over and over throughout the season, he's going to start becoming more and more decisive. And then you're not going to be seeing twenty nine, him shooting 29% from the field or 25% from three like he is right now. You're going to see those numbers go up to, to mid-40s for the field goal percentage and then high-high 30s um, from three. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward
0: to those adjustments he'll make because I really think he has a lot of potential. And you can see he has
1: the basketball IQ – to make those adjustments. And it's uh, the, the pause. He has the, the playmaking ability, and he can get where he wants to deal with the floor. He just he doesn't quite know what what's, can he, what he's allowed to do, um, scoring-wise, in the offense right now. Because I think he realizes that there's a lot of different scores and a lot of good scores on the team with the emergence of Tristan Thompson. Jay's been knocking out his corner threes. He's been on fire lately. Um, and we, as we know, we, he has a solid relationship with Colin Suston. so he's also trying to get him involved as well. So, some look forward to, some keep an eye on when you're watching the
0: Cavs games. Keep your eye locked in on Garland, on, kind of zero in on him some plays and see what he does. Uh, so, all right, so moving on to the Browns real quick here. A uh, couple of real quick tidbits that so we're just going to fly through here. Um, Odell was mentioned in some rumors today about him possibly being traded Shocking. next year if the uh, if the Browns don't get better, which is like duh, like if you're not a good football team, your best players are going to end up in
1: rumors. And the way to shut those rumors down is to go win football games, and especially with a especially, um um a, a name like like Beckham is throughout the 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 po uh, the Pope sports um uh universe It's um is it's the universe within the sports universe. Okay, well he's a he's a huge star. he's, um, the, in he's, this one, he's and one of and the so he's be biggest ta- names in football. So if he's not being talked about. On the football field because he's been, had a mediocre year, um, and he hasn't been targeted many times, and he, he's averaging less than what five and a half catches a game. Easy clickbait. Um, yeah, so he said, "Oh, I mean, if he's not being talked on on the field, then he's being talked off the field." That's this what he, he's built that brand where he he wants to be talked about, and so well, what comes with that if we're not the Browns aren't doing well, which they aren't, you're gonna see those negative moments pop up.
0: Yep. So we're gonna move on to the next thing here. Uh, let's talk about uh, Hollywood Higgins real quick. We did post a video on our social accounts uh, today, asking, um, or not asking, but stating, wasn't it nice when when uh, the Browns let uh, Hollywood Higgins play football because he made plays. He was a uh, he was a big time uh, uh, comfort and security blanket for Baker. And without him this year, it's been kind of a bummer. Um, because you haven't got to see him have that chemistry with Baker, and Baker's gonna hide to try to you know learn to develop that chemistry with someone else, and it really hasn't panned out yet.
1: Well, it's hard to continue to develop with Baker if, if he's not on the field with Baker. Um, if he's not having any snaps, then he's not gonna build any chemistry. Well what I'm saying, uh, is we know he we... has great chemistry with Baker. I think he's being fizzle um, not... out of the offense because he's not in the long-term plans. <laughs> and I think I agree with you that John Dorsey and the Browns are trying to phase him out. Of the offense because he's not he, they're not that totally we sign him out this year. So here's my
0: simple question: Will we see Higgins play uh, any kind of significant role the rest of the season?
1: I don't think he's going to get much time the rest of the I season. If, unless someone gets injured, um, he I don't think he will play. Honestly, don't. Yeah, honestly, it seems like they've he's been completely phased out. He's in the doghouse somewhere,
0: and uh, you know, fans want it. But there's obviously something going on in the background that we're not you know, privileged to. Um, but he's a kind of a forgotten man in the offense, and they're simply
1: just not going to get him involved anymore. Well, I think the biggest mistake—not even uh, you can say the biggest mistake—would be to not play him. But I think the biggest mistake, if they're not going to always sign him, is to not get anything for him. I mean, the best thing you know did for him now is that 5th on tender, or, yeah, tender from him um, from his draft state. If he if he goes somewhere else, so whatever. I'm I not, mean, I'm we, not we played we played uh, who. Cadill Hodge and he had one reception last game, and 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 Higgins had had he had one target. Higgins just feels to me like like kind of a a nice role player
0: that that makes plays. Like you know how you have that third string, fourth string guy, and like he might make a play, he might not. I always just had confidence that Higgins was going to
1: make the play. And I, I don't, I think he's a way more talented player than a fifth, a fifth, fifth fifth fourth-string player. He deserves to be a starter. But for whatever reason, whether that be um, the well, new the regime... We have Odell and we have Jarvis. Today. Okay, but okay, there's one more starter. There's we're one not, more starter. The other tra- starter? Not in
0: 12 personnel. We've been playing 12 personnel the whole damn okay. year.
1: But when we do hit, uh, hit uh, Callaway, which we have, um, and he had, what, four receptions, and I'm sure he had more than five targets last game, who do you want more to do those targets, Hiddens or Callaway. I want how I want Hiddens. I want Callaway. You want you want the bid the possi- the bid play making ability. And I, I said last week, this offense isn't designed for that bid play. That those bid play abilities after the catch, which doesn't make sense. Like I said, with you, with those weapons you have, I want Callaway because I think Callaway has a higher
0: ceiling, and because this this year has clearly not gone as planned. So
1: if he's not in our future plans, I want to continue to develop Callaway. But once again, um, actually, I think we should have. I think I said earlier. Should I trade him before the? well, Hayden, Yes, we should have traded him. But I said I think well, before I the season. Should trade him to a contender team before the season started. I think we should have uh, had a similar offense as the Rams. A playoff, a play action offense that is uh, is uh, is around the zone one with um with uh Nicho. We're not designed for a zone run though. I know, but I'm saying with the playmakers we have, I would I would love to run that type of offense.
0: Yeah, you just have to get rid of the the coaches to do that though. You have to get rid of your. Yeah, you
1: just have to you know just clean out your coaching staff. Yeah, just tail out everything. Here's you can totally do that though.
0: You can just keep the person out of the players because Dorsey built the team. You just need to clear the coaches.
1: Yeah, I like the players that are there. Just, just clear just the coaches. The coaching staff not, hasn't done it's what it's supposed to do best. At Un- Underwhelming, Underwhelming at best.
0: Underwhelming. at
1: best. Um, and that I mean, but oh, um, on a positive note with the Browns, so is the all positive notes. Um, just just to let you guys know, um, Kareem Hunt returns from his eight days, eight game suspension. How much uh, this week against Buffalo?
0: How much do you really
1: care about that, though? Um, if it gets Hilliard out on third down and puts Kareem Hunt in, I care I cared greatly. Okay. If it makes the Browns' offense good, then yes, I will care. But he's but is he the missing is he the
0: missing piece? He's not going to resign with the Browns, dude. He's he's a he's an eight game rental at this point, and it only matters you make the playoffs. Other than that, you're just taking away snaps from Chubb or. Or load management for Chubb, or I don't know. All I want is the Browns' offense to be good again, and for us to have a chance in the playoffs. But because we can't beat Denver, I don't really feel like we even have that chance. I mean,
1: with two said we could win the next eight games. It's very unlikely with the way we're playing, and we would have to throw, rip off eight games straight. We'd have to. We would have to clean up the biggest, the biggest issues with the discipline, um, um, chemistry. Um. What else are we missing here? I just uh, need, accountability dysfunction. I just need like two or three blowout wins before I even get to that point where I think we could even
0: go out and. And for and that play, to
1: happen, you have to have your defense, who's been mediocre throughout the year, play amazing, or you need or you need the offense to play amazing, which up until now they haven't shown the ability to do that. Or you need both of them to play play pretty well. If you just got in the end zone last week, the offense would have been really good. Because you got
0: in the red zone, a bunch. Yeah, because
1: so you you didn't turn the ball over, and 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 you yeah you. I mean, you remind didn't, me
0: of the Falcons from
1: 2018. And, and you got into the red zone. Just
0: animals are getting down the red zone and without being able to cash it in. That's what it looked like last week. It like my Falcons of t- 2018.
1: I mean, that's that's a, that's a whole other other issue. Uh, lastly, we have a few uh, questions from you guys. Um, should we trade Odell? Uh, the first one here is from uh, Loyal Always Tay, uh, and it, it, he's, he's asking: uh, Should we trade Odell and get a an o- nice line to help Baker? So, well, so well, flip back fa- the trade well, that we
0: just did. Well, pass because the trade line's passed. Um, we're gonna veto this question. Vetoed. Uh, w- I mean, in the offseason, um, maybe. Well, I, I mean, I don't he know, has a large like,
1: contract, still. no. So in the he's future, should we Cleveland. still trade him? No, no, no. We need in the offseason. We need a build an offensive line, uh, and not trade for one. Um, You know, spend money for agency. Yeah. Go go get a big old line. Um, Or if you don't trade someone, trade trade someone else. Uh, We up uh, uh, Randall for for a year, do a year deal or something, and then trade him before the deadline next year. Uh, Something like that. And then what's the other one? one Oh,
0: that it factor asks, am I the only one uh, on the Browns? Uh, Browns fans, that's going to protest uh because Kareem Hunt's dressing on on Sunday. Ah, uh, no, I don't. I'm if, sure if, other people out there are, like are going to do that, but I just, I just, I'm not, I'm not of the belief that like someone can't like become a better person and like and like be remorseful for their their issues and then and then work from it from there. And you know, I believe that you know what Kareem Hunt's done so far in the off season and during the season. He's put a lot of work in to, to get to that, that that space. And it's your right to not want to watch the football if you don't want to. But I just I just believe that uh, the people um, can change and become better people.
1: And I don't think he... I, I, a little to add to that is I don't think he's done anything this offseason to show that he hasn't changed. Right. Um, if he was still that. getting the nonsense, then then yeah. But the season, I mean, the only, one thing that show, showed up, and that was from uh, one of those paparazzi accounts... Um, he, he just having an argument with a buddy in a Cleveland bar. but yeah, it had nothing to do with, with any kind of nonsense or oh, any, yeah, any just, criminal
0: activity or anything like that. Not even had but um, I don't think he, there's any reason not to, not to, not to play him. You're more welcome to the protest if you'd like. I just won't be doing that because I, uh, I believe
1: cream hunts, um, taking steps to become a better person and it's shown remorse from his, from his situation. And even the situation itself, uh, everyone has their own uh, opinion on what happened, um, but it's up to you. You can decide your how you want to feel about it. It's totally up to you. No
0: one's gonna judge you either way. Um, but we're gonna watch Browns football come Sunday, and we're gonna continue to watch Browns football until the season's over. Until we die, and then or until we die. That that also is, will
1: probably happen. It might happen before the season's over. We'll see.
0: No, <laughs> we're gonna survive. We're gonna make it through the season, Tim. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one here if we don't start winning some games. Okay, I mean
1: we've we've won two games. That's more than. That's uh one damn shy of of what Judasson won in in two and a half years. Sure, so we can yeah. we can make it through. We'll survive. Uh, that's gonna wrap things up here though for this episode of the Everything Is Earned podcast. We'll be back Friday to talk about Browns preview against Buffalo, um, and then the Wizards preview too. The, the Cavs Camp. preview against the uh, yeah the Washington.
0: So thank you guys so much for joining. My name is Mike. I'm Tim. And remember, in Cleveland, everything is earned. Peace, guys.